Father, we exalt you, we magnify you. We bless you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your glory and power. Oh, we bless you. 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 Lift up your voice and give God the praise. He that lives forever and ever. Our God and King, be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. We bless you. We bless you. Yembra le roto si kaimambare monde le brodi hayaka la ma zaledosi ke palede nongre le de bosi krenda laria father we bless you 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 lord we exalt you we exalt you we magnify your holy name we thank you for your mercy we thank you for your honor we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your glory we thank you for your power we thank you holy spirit of god We thank you for your protection over us, Father. We glorify that the Bible says, "He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty." Thank God that He has sent His angels concerning you today to protect you in all your ways, Father. We exalt and magnify Thee in Jesus' anointed name. We are praying. Yes, very welcome one more time to our prayer, the one hundred sixty-seventh day. Or night of our prayer, and of course today is the um, the school of the world when we are going to be looking at the book of Lamentations. But I wanted to open your Bibles to the book of Psalm one forty six. Open your Bibles to Psalm one forty six, and we are going to pray a prayer of thanks from that very scripture. We are looking at verses one to five. It says, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Do not put trust your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed is he." Whose help is the God of Jacob? Whose hope is the Lord our God Yahweh? You are going to lift up your voice and begin to bless the Lord with your soul. Thank God, because He is your help. Our help comes from Him. Our help does not come from man. Thank God, who have not allowed you to be among those who are dull in mind, that they depend upon man for help. Lord, we bless your name for opening our eyes to recognize you, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We worship you, we exalt you, we magnify you. Give God the praise. If it has not been the Lord who has been for you, when the enemies came against you, they stumbled and fell. But the hand of God from heaven is upon us. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my heart to bless the Lord. Raka parataya. I command all my body to bless the Lord. My organs to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Orika bayama sutolobohiyaramasa. Thank God who has made you sin. There are some who the devil has tossed their mind, but God did not allow that. Thank God, who are not allowed Satan to deceive you. Our God, our King, we bless your name. Our God, our King, we glorify thee. Our God, our 
you, we bless you, we exalt you. Father, be thou exalted, O God. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou exalted, O God. Bring the bush to pray to the sea. Le grotto si pralendo si calando. Ye trende gorotis carabonda sa. Father, be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou exalted, O God. Grete si kababa. I think give God the praise. Lord of Lords, I thank you for your love and joy. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. And even when man fell, Lord of Lords, we give you the praise, we give you the honor. We magnify your holy name, Lord Jesus. Give God the praise. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Our God, our Redeemer, we exalt you, 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 we exalt you. So Robo Boshikara Babobo Yekere No, we magnify thee, we magnify thee, we magnify thee, we magnify thee. Oh sovereign Lord. Thank God for the answer prayer today. Thank God for the authority of heaven that we have today. Reteski pralamon de secret on the bosca. Zalerusko pamalo reboshki pralemon dozai. Blessed be your holy name, King of Heaven. Thank God for all the time we have been praying and how He has answered. Thank God for the in-depth knowledge of the word that we will receive today. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Yes, I'm so glad to <clears throat> welcome us into this uh, revision of the book of Lamentation. And I'm very sure that um, today will be an expository impartation to every one of us watching, both on connected to the Zoom or on free conference call or on uh, the, the YouTube. However, I'll be handing over to Reverend Omar. We are going to be having, first of all, the um, uh, uh, people contributing who have set, set their names, and I will call you one after the other. You will contribute for two minutes exactly, and I'll be shutting that down to another contributor. And so let's be very strict with our timing. You have just two minutes for each one of you to contribute. Now let's welcome Reverend Omar. <laughs> Maybe she has something to say to you before we start contributing. Praise the Lord. I believe that you have been blessed for, from the time that we started reading this book of Lamentation. It has been a book as well that has really structured my life and has helped me to be able to stand in God. Because in the midst of trials, tribulations, and whatever we are going through, Jeremiah cried because he could see the handwork of God being destroyed. And when I look at our generation today, I see also that there are many pastors that are crying. There are many mothers that are crying. There are many prophets that are crying. 
because as they continue to do the work or as they continue to raise their children, things are not really working as it ought to work. But I tell you, there is a good news. At the end of chapter five, there was praise, there was prayer, there was restoration. And that is just going to be the end of what is going to happen to us as we do a revision about the book of Jeremiah. I uh, set the ball rolling as our people contribute, then I'll be able to touch on on some of the chapters that we have studied. I'll be bringing some of the things that we might have forgotten because we are not going to read the book of Lamentation and sleep over it. We are still going to go back in and out to the book of uh, Lamentation so that we can restructure our lives for, for adventure. Things are happening in our lives and it seems center cannot hold. But after reading the book of Lamentation or the book of Jeremiah, you will know uh, you, you will be able to draw out the love of God for us. Because of his faithfulness, we are still alive today. The life is made easy for us. Amen. I hand over to uh, Apostle. Uh, let me bring in Sister Hannah. Or Sami. Okay, so I'm going to be sharing about the significance of weeping in response to God's anger using Lamentations chapter 2 as a reference point. In Lamentations chapter 2, verse 1 to 9, we've been taught about what God is aroused through sin. However, there is one thing that tugs on the heartstrings of God like no other, and that is weeping. I know most of us have heard the saying that grown men don't cry or weak men, only weak men cry. However, verse 11 of chapter 2 shows us that anyone can weep, whether it be a male or a female. However, there's something about the voice of a woman that even Jeremiah, despite the fact that he was called the weeping prophet, acknowledged. And we can see that in Jeremiah chapter 9, um, 20, where he encouraged the women to teach their daughters how to weep and how to wail. And if I can cast your minds back to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15, it reads, This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Therefore, if anyone is listening today and is weeping or wailing, or if there's anyone that comes into contact or stumble across the teachings that we've been privy to, to listen into, this is a word of encouragement for you. And if Rachel's voice was heard in Ramah, therefore, no matter what you're weeping about, whether it be your children that have gone astray, um, your parents, uh, the nations, I want to encourage you, do not be dismayed or discouraged. Because if Rachel's voice was heard in Ramah, your voice, no matter where you are in the world, will also be heard. And a change will come. Thank you. All right. That was a very great one. Let's have um, uh, Brother Eric... Praise the Lord. Today I'll be um, going briefly to Lamentations 3, verses 22 to 24, which read, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not con consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And in these uncertain times, whenever I read the scripture, I am spiritually up. <clears throat> uplifted because I know that despite everything going on we can never be consumed and thus we never need to be afraid because of the outstretched arm of God's great love even today when the lockdown restrictions were tightened once again due to a rise in COVID cases we can be sure that God's compassion for us will never fail 
In the Mist of Lamentations, which was a book known for its sad and sorrowful and grief language, these words formed the only hopeful passage in the book. Similarly, in a time of suffering and misfortune that we are going through right now, you and I can be rest assured that God's promises will renew us every morning and strengthen us each day, forming hope in a time of trouble. To conclude, God will not allow us to be consumed by the plagues our earth is seeing, and as the psalmist wrote in Psalm 91, we will only look with our eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. However, as verse 24 says, it's important that we learn to wait on God and trust in him, even like now when times are tough, and only then can he protect us. For great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Amen. That is fantastic, Brother Eric. Can we have um, Sister Adigitel? You may not put on your video if your video is not, um, if your video you know, you know, I have a problem with broadband. My contribution is from um, the final uh, verse of Lamentation where um, Jeremiah was lamenting that why did God forsook them and abandon them for such a long time? And if we look into um, the reason why Jerusalem fell was because of the continuous rebellion of the children of Israel. In as much as God has promised them deliverance, healing, promises from the book of Jeremiah 29:11 that God has great plans for them, yet they went on sinning, continued sinning, and in that situation, God was really angry, and that was why his, um, the enemy, um, King, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, and the whole of the, the way, uh, enslaved. The, Jerusalem was enslaved because of the sins of, uh, of the people. And the book of um, Isaiah 51 says, uh, the, the hands of the Lord is not too short to save his people. It says, I quickly read, so this is what the Lord says, where is your mother's certificate of which I divorced her, or to which of my credit have I sold her to? And God is not a God that forsakes his people. God is a God who loves and saves and delivers. However, he's a God of judgment and, and, and he recompenses sin. So my encouragement is uh, that if we, if we, we should not take God for granted in as much as God loves us, he wants to hear our cry. But then we should always make sure that we stay away from sin because that was the outcry of God to Jeremiah to tell the people that these people that deliver from Egypt, they're going to forsake me. They're going to abandon me and follow other gods, strange God and foreign things. And God does not want his people to be enslaved by sin. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Galatians that God and Jesus came to set us free and not to be enslaved by sin again. And finally, I'm just going to read quickly Hebrews uh, 10, 26. It says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. I pray that God will help us to stay away from sin and live a life that pleases God so that we continue to enjoy the benefits of God. Amen. Wow, that's very interesting. Uh, do we have Sister Philomena on now? Um, Jeremiah was lamenting over the suffering of his people who were punished by God because of sin. In Lamentation 4, 7 to 8, Nazar writes, who we are supposed to be fresh and green became agile in appearance because of sin. They were God's special people who made a vow to abstain from wine, just like the Rechabites in Jeremiah chapter 35, 1 to 10. 
The Gikabites people were obedient, devoted, and faithful to God. Their faith was tested when they were offered wine, but they declined as they and their ancestors had dedicated themselves to God to abstain from wine, just like the Nazarites. How can we relate our life to that of the Gikabites and the Nazarites? As we are in Christ Jesus, all, all things have passed away and everything has become new. We should always be faithful and true to God with all of our hearts, regardless of whatever tests, trials, or tribulations we go through, because our God is ever faithful. It is better to please God than man. Amen. In all the people who have spoken today, you will see something very common in all their speech together, which is God wants us to repent of our wicked works and don't go back to it. And I said it reminds me of the uh, one of the Bible passages today, the book of Acts 26, when Paul was speaking to King Agrippa. So if you look at Acts 26, verse 19, it says, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision of, from heaven, first to, the, to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and to the Gentiles also. Now listen, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. So salvation without deeds is waste, really does not exist. If anybody claimed to be born again and you claim to be of God, you cannot be in God and continue to sin. Grace shall not abound. And I think that that underpins the whole Basis and why this lamentation came because the people of Israel, though they are God's people, ordained by God, but they refuse to stop sinning. And they are sinning God, as one of the speakers says, God is not a God that will overlook, because of the love of God, His love will not overlook justice. His love is what brings equity and justice. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And I think God is speaking strongly to us in this. Let's just welcome Reverend Omar carry on on the summary of Lamentations 1 to 5. Praise the Lord. It is wonderful to be in the presence of God again, as I said earlier. And I know that God himself is going to teach us in Jesus' name. Why do we, or why have we read the book of Lamentation or the books in the Bible? Now let's focus mainly on the Lamentation that we have actually read. We can see the image of destruction in a land that God so loved that God has actually provided for. Why? It was because of their sins. And I just show us a little bit of outline uh, in that Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah's desolation, uh, Jerusalem's desolation is described in that chapter 1, 1 to 11. And I want us to look, because I'm going to pick some of the desolation in that chapter 1, pick few in that uh, 1 to 11. And in chapter 1, verse 4, there is something that struck me there. He said, the road to Zion Mon, for no one comes to her appointed festival. The road to Zion. Even the church churches are, are locked up. Lamentations. Uh, uh, I lament, I'm so sorry. Lamentations. The churches are locked up during the time of this uh, COVID-19. You can now imagine if there, 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 there is destruction, there is war, Nobody will be able to go to the temple of the Lord because the temple of the Lord, during the time of lamentation, was destroyed. 
And he said the road to Zion Mount, so people cannot go to church. The road, no bus, nothing whatsoever. Because we are relating this to our time today, our period today. He said all our gateways are desolate. Where are these gateways? The airport, the seaport, places where goods are supposed to be sent into the nations. He said they are desolate. There is nothing there. I'm so sorry to make reference to what actually happened recently to uh, this nation that I've forgotten, maybe you can remember, when something busted in their, in their seashore. Lebanon. Lebanon. And the whole city was turned upside down. This is exactly what happened to the anger of God that comes upon the nation of Jerusalem or Judah during the time of Jeremiah. Because he was one of the prophets that God was using at that time. He ministered to the people. He went through problems to the people. He was locked up in prison. He was put in a system because of the truth of God's word. There are various things that happened to, to, to Jeremiah. And when he now saw the punishment of God upon the people, he cried that he wished the people have heard him. They would have gone through such a big thing. When the gateways of the city is locked, the airport, we are goods comes into the city, no more food. The gateways are made desolate. Her priests groan. There is nothing that the pastors, the prophets, all the people can do. They're just crying. A young woman grieve. And she is in bitter anguish. You can see Jeremiah, uh, um, Jerusalem likened to a woman that is in, 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 in anguish. She is in a bitter anguish. The derailed. He said, our foes have become her masters. That's right. Our enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. I want you to underline that. Sin can cause us to grieve. Sin can cause disaster. That is what we are, one of the lessons that we are learning here. We cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. The people of God were sinning. He talked about their children in that verse 1. He said that children have gone into exile. And that is happening to many today. Children. The desolation of Jerusalem has caused a lot of disaster. The children have gone into, into exile. Captives before the foe. This is what was happening during that time. And this is exactly what was making Jeremiah to mourn. Proverbs 14.34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Sin will always be a reproach. So in this chapter 1, we saw disaster. We saw weeping. We saw economic loss at the same time. And this you can see in verse 3, verse 4, verse 7, and 19. God's people have desert, were deserted. God's people were despised. God's people were being rejected because of their sin. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Let us watch out and make sure that we don't, we are not enticed by sin, especially now that we are in the world. We must always know that we are not of the world, but we are from the generation of those who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Notice that no one who came 
uh, no one that in the, in the midst of all these things, no one can bring them comfort. That you can see in that verse 2, verse 7. I want you to write it down so that you can revisit them. Because of time, you cannot, I cannot be going and reading it, but I, I just picked only few. Verse 2 of that chapter 1, verse 7, verse 9, verse 16, verse 17, and verse 21. No one can bring these people comfort. Jeremiah mourned uh, uh, for Jerusalem. Why was Jeremiah mourning for Jerusalem? You can see because of the suffering and the humiliation of the people. Then he was singing this song of sorrow. Because all these five poems are sorrowful poems that were sung by Jeremiah in his distress. Why was Jeremiah singing this song, these sorrowful songs? In that same chapter 1, you can see from chapter 1, 1 to, to 9, Jeremiah has, uh, Jerusalem has been destroyed. So there is no more hope. And that verse 10 talks about this Jerusalem being destroyed as well. Verse 11 talks about it. And verse 16 also talks about it. Let's look at what happened to the economy according to that verse 11 in chapter 1. He said, all our people groan as they search for bread. Famine, mm. I mean, economy broken down. They batter their treasure for food. Mm -hmm. That is, they were doing trade by batter. If you have something, we exchange for something. There is no money to spend. As you go uh, further, you will see that gold has turned to dust. Mm -hmm. You remember that? We are going to visit that in later chapters. He said, look, Lord, and consider, for I am despised. Why was Jeremiah crying? That verse 11 talks about Jerusalem has been totally being destroyed. And that verse 16, let's see what verse 16, let me remind us about it again. Why was Jeremiah weeping? Let's go from verse 15. Or let me quickly go to 14. He said, my sins have been bound into a yoke. By my hands, they have woven together. They have been hung on my neck. And the Lord has sapped my strength. He has given me into the hands of those I cannot withstand. These were the things that were happening to the people. Jerusalem has been made desolate. And he says in that 15, he says, The Lord has rejected all the warriors in my midst. He has summoned an army against me to crush my young men. In his wine prayer, the Lord has trampled virgin daughter Judah. Disaster. It has been made desolate. That's it. So this is why I weep. Why was Jeremiah weeping? This is why I weep. And my eyes overflow with tears. You remember in Father's scripture, the eyes that have been overthrown with tears are now darkened. We could not see. May we not get to, to that point of being sorrowful. Say, no one is near to comfort me. No one. Uh, to restore my spirit. My children are des destitute because the enemy has been prevailed. You know, these are the things that are making Jeremiah to cry. When you read furthermore, you begin to see 
He said, because of their sin, they have sinned against God. He said, I called to my allies in that verse 19, but they betrayed me. That is the friends, they called to Egypt, uh, the allies, but they betrayed me. My priests and my elders perish in the city while they search for food to keep themselves alive. They will not get to this point. He says, see, Lord, how distressed I am. And this is what, what is happening to parents. Distressed. I am in torment within. This is what is happening to some pastors, leaders, elders. Torment within. For I have been most rebellious. Outside the sword, there is inside that is only death. This is why Jeremiah was weeping. The nation of Judah has been utterly defeated. He was weeping because of that. The temple destroyed and the captive taken away to Babylon. God has also rejected his people for their rebellion. That you can see in that verse 20. In conclusion, like we have concluded before, despite Judah's rebellion, she still looked up to God as our only hope. Mm-hmm. That you can see in that verse 9. No matter what you are going through, God is still our hope. Mm-hmm. Verse 9, verse 11 talks about them looking up unto God as their holy, holy hope. So they look unto God for restoration, they look unto God for peace, and they look unto God for abundance. So for adventure, someone find themselves sinning, someone find themselves in rebellion, someone found themselves stiff-necked, some found themselves doing something that is wrong, disobedient to parents, mm-hmm. and all these sort of things, you know. In, mm-hmm. this, in this nation, because I can talk a little bit about this nation, there are things that happen. Children have found themselves in physical prisons and spiritual prisons. They are suffering within, but they show up to the outside that they are not suffering. Because they have been disobedient. Disobedient to parents is disobedient to God. Disobedient to your priest is disobedient to God. They must be seen as the people that God has put in charge to look after every area of our lives with, their, with God's assistance. So, for example, you find yourself in rebellion, you find yourself sinning, that chapter won't uh, bring, it, uh, bring it together. You must ask for restoration. You must ask for peace and peace in abundance. And God is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. Mm. Let us check our lives and see if there, is, there are actions. That is what I can conclude with that chapter one. Or attitudes or behavior that can make God to reject or despise us. You know, in that chapter, he likened uh, 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 Jerusalem to, like a widow. You know, widow of those days, they are so impoverished. They don't have enough. Look at what happened when there was a, a war and the problems, famine, in the time of the widow of uh, uh, Zarephath. It doesn't have enough. When Elijah got to her, he said, I'm only gathering sticks. So eat this little thing with my child and we die. You can imagine, this is how impoverished things have really gone so far. And there are people that have been in this type of thing. I want to thank God for widows in, in Christ's face about that food. They have made me proud. 
You have widows that are raising children up to university, the children are having first class, widows that are, their children are working so hard, widows that things are really happening great around them, widows that are really having inherit, living inheritance for their children. I want to salute you. I want to praise you. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will continue to do supernatural things in our lives in the name of Jesus. And the book of Isaiah 1.18 which is the scripture and the book of 1 John 1, 8-9. Say, come, let us reason together. Paradventure, you find yourself singing. And you are in a confused state. Mm. Say, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you trying to push us? Are you trying to? No, I'm not trying to do that. God is still merciful. The same God that said in Isaiah chapter 1. I said to us, that's my, it's one of my favorite scriptures. You, 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 you can go back to it. He says, I raised children, but they rebel against me. God was so angry. And he says, boil is going to come from their head to their mm. toe. God punished them with boil. When there is boil from your head to your toe, you know what that means? You can't even walk. Mm. The same God, after being angry and everything, he said, come, let us reason together. Mm. So that is what I can see God in this chapter 1 of Lamentation. You find yourself rebellion, you find yourself doing things, and the anger of God has come into your life. And your life seems not to be together again. Mm -hmm. And it's like you are in a state of mourning now. You are in a state of being downcasted. Mm -hmm. I can see God and I can hear God say, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He said, Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Mm -hmm. If you are willing and obedient, yeah. that verse 19 of that Isaiah. You will eat the best of the land. For adventure, you'll find yourself in this state. God demands your willingness, God, and God de demands your obedience. Okay. Obedience. But if you resist and rebel, mm. you will be devoured by the sword. May we not be devoured by the sword according to that Isaiah chapter 1 verse 20. Mm. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Mm. Let us not get to that point. Mm. We are the children of Israel, God, uh, God, God too. Isaiah could not, could, could, could not fulfill all the tasks as he, he wanted to. Jeremiah, <laughs> though we know the assignment that God has given to Jeremiah was a difficult assignment. He, he warned Jeremiah, but he said to Jeremiah, in the midst of all this, I'm going to be with you to the end. And God was not a, is not a man that he will lie, but the son of man that will change his mind. He makes sure that he fulfills what he has said concerning Jeremiah. And in that book of 1 John chapter 1, 8 to 9, it said, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us of all sins, of all unrighteousness, and will purify us from all unrighteousness. Verses 1 to 5, 11 to 15, 16 to 22. God is faithful and just and righteous. He will never turn away anyone who recognizes their sin. Those verses, you must go back to it in, in chapter 1 and revisit them. And Psalm 51, verse 17, it takes out the Lord to grant you a broken and contract spirit or contract heart. But eventually, find yourself in this type of state. Can I confirm to us that God is faithful? God is faithful. Yes. Knowing fully well that our sins separate us from God, we cannot continue sinning. And expect to, to, to abound. Mm. Let us take care of that part in our lives and serve God faithfully. Mm. 
You know, God created us for several reasons. When God created us, he created us in his own image. I want us to know that. God didn't create us to suffer. The same thing about Jerusalem here. Why did God create Jerusalem? Why was Jerusalem built? Why was the temple in Jerusalem that was destroyed built? God created Jerusalem, according to that book of Isaiah 65, to make him glad and bring him joy. The reason why God has created us, because if you go through all this lament that we are going to read, God did not create us so that Jeremiah will be lamenting. God created us so that we can make God glad and we can bring joy to the world. Why did the parents give that to children? God, God did not give parents children so that parents will suffer or parents will be crying over there. God gave children to parents so that they can be joy. Joyful, so that they can be glad, so that they can bring joy to their parents. He didn't create children to be rebellion and going to spiritual and physical prisons. He didn't create children like that. He didn't give you to go through bad pain so that you can come and suffer. No. He did not let mothers go through bad pain so that they will be crying like Jeremiah over their children. God created children to bring to make their parents glad and to bring joy to their parents. God created Jerusalem for this reason to God created Jerusalem so that Jerusalem can make God to be glad and bring him joy. God created Jerusalem so that Jerusalem can be a delight and a joy. Isaiah 65, 18-19 you can write that against that because we actually study all this. For this reason, that's the reason why God created Jerusalem. He didn't create Jerusalem to bring pain. He didn't create Jerusalem to bring sadness. God didn't bring you to the church of God where you have ministers, pastors, deacons, deaconesses, where you have people that are really crying on your behalf and teaching you the word of God so that you can bring sadness to your parents, your spiritual parents. God did not create you to be like that. He brought you to the church so that you can be a delight. He didn't bring you to church so that you can come and gossip and destroy the work of God. He didn't bring you to do that. And that is what I can see that is making many pastors crying. He didn't create you so that you can be a troublemaker. No. He didn't bring you so that you can come and rebel. The reason why God created Jerusalem was to prosper prosper and to live long, to enjoy the works of their hands. Isaiah 65, 21-24. For this reason, God created Jerusalem so that Jerusalem can can prosper. They can live long to enjoy the works of their hands. God created Jerusalem. You can put yourself in that Jerusalem to, to bless them so that they, in turn, will be a blessing to many. That's the reason why. To bless Jerusalem. He didn't create Jerusalem to fall. He didn't create Jerusalem to, to, to be destroyed. But when Jerusalem now starts to eat their children, when Jerusalem now starts to do things that, are, that, that, that impoverish them, in that Isaiah 65, 18 to 19, he said, But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and his people to be a joy. For this reason, that's what God has created us. He didn't create us to fall. He didn't create us to be sinning. He didn't create us. In the beginning, he said, God looked and saw everything that he created. He said they were beautiful. After every creation, the word, the good word that said, it is good. It is good in that Genesis. It is good. 
You look at the work of his hands and he said they are good. Why is it that you, 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 are, you are decided to follow Satan? Not to be good. Not to be beautiful. To be what? Citizen. In that verse 19 of Isaiah 65, he said, I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. Mm. That is God's plan for Jerusalem. Mm. God didn't create Jerusalem so that Jeremiah would be crying. No. So that he will rejoice over Jerusalem, verse 19, and take delight in his people. That For that reason, he created Jerusalem. That is the reason why God gave us children. So that we can rejoice over them and take delight over them. But why rebellion? And I've learned all you are hearing this at this time. I want us to think and come back to basics. He said, the sound of weeping and of crying mm. will be heard in it no more. No more. And this is what I prophesy. For adventure, you have Amen. been dead or late, things have been happening to you. Yes. But this is God's delight for you. Mm. Isaiah 65, 17 to 25 said, They will build houses mm. and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their food. Jeremiah yes. talked about that in Jeremiah 29, verse mm. 4. Mm -hmm. Then no longer will they build houses and others live in them, mm. or plant and other seeds. For as the days of a tree, so will, will be the days of my people. My mm. chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain. Mm. Why is it that the gateways are, are, are being shut? Business is no more flowing. Economy is being destroyed because of sin. Let us not make God to be angry against us anymore. Mm. Say they will not toil in vain or be our children doomed for misfortune. Why is it that our children are leading themselves into misfortune? For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They, they and their descendants with them. Verse 24 says, Before they call, I will answer. While mm. they are still speaking, I will hear. May God help those that are in rebellion. Mm. Let's pray again the spirit of disobedience and rebellion as you have read this chapter because it causes things to fall apart and the center cannot go. One of the scriptures, uh, Paul said, I said, rebellion is like witchcraft. And in one of his scriptures, I said, Paul said, who bewitched you? There are many people that the spirit of rebellion has taken over. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything will come to being good in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for the restoration of many who have rebelled or that are still rebelling. We mm. pray that God will heal our land. God will restore our authorities and judiciaries, restore our churches that have been falling because the leaders are not showing good example anymore, restore organizations that have been going against the work of God. All these things that have been happening in our nation, he said, because since they have decided not to have God in their thinking. He said, God gave them to reprobate minds mm. so that they do things that is uncalled for. Romans chapter 1. Let's use this opportunity as we have read about the falling of Jerusalem to restore many that are falling. We cannot joke about it. Many are in tears today, like Jeremiah in, uh, was in tears, because their Jerusalem is falling. Their children are rebelling. Their children are in prison. Physical, spiritual prison. Many parents are crying for their children that have left. 
that have left the way of the Lord, or for their children that have pursued or run gone after the world, their children that are rebelling, injustice in and many having yeah injustice all around and many atrocities, wickedness, violence, to mention but a few. Husbands are crying for their wives, and wives are crying for their husbands. They cry because of the sinful lifestyle of the people and how they reject the God who created and loved them dearly. May the Lord help us. Mm -hmm. That's all what that we can put together for that chapter one. And many more that God is leading you. Gateways are being closed. See, that was 20. Lord, how distressed I am. Mm -hmm. I am in torment within. <laughs> There's all this makeup and powder. There are many in torment within. And in my heart, I am disturbed for I have been most rebellious. Outside the sword, the ribs, inside, there is only death. This is what some parents are going through at this time. Mm -hmm. Who have had my groaning, but there is no one to comfort me. Right. My enemies have heard of my distress. They rejoice at what you have done. May you bring the day you have announced so they may become like me. Let all their wickedness come before, before you. Deal with them. In verse 22, as you have dealt with me. Mm -hmm. Because of all my sins, my groans are many. And my heart is faint. We will pray that instead of punishment, God should forgive. And that takes us to chapter 2 again. We talked about the anger of the Lord. God's anger at sin or judgment from God. Chapter 2, 1 to 22, which you can also see in Second Kings 24 to 25 and Jeremiah 52. <coughs> All, all these laments are represented in all these chapters that I've given to us. Jeremiah also wrote the book of Kings, according to some authors. He said it is circumstances. Most of the things in the, in the book of Jeremiah that are referred to in that book of Kings. And then Jeremiah, in this chapter 2, you can also re reference it to Jeremiah 52. The outline of chapter 2. A lament for the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple of the other people. It's not only for the destruction of Jerusalem alone, like in chapter 1, it's also for the temple and for the people. Mm -hmm. Chapter 2, 1 to 17. Come together. The prophet pleads in, in prayer for godly repentance. Mm -hmm. And that you can see in that same chapter 2, 18 to 22, the lament for the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple, and the people. 2, 1 to 17. May the Lord help us instead of his anger. May he forgive us. What could make, uh, praise the Lord, what could make God so angry? You know, when I read about this, it makes my heart to bleed when I think about this chapter. And I keep on praying that instead of 
rod that God should have mercy. In this chapter 2, Jeremiah was crying. And let's look at some of the some of the things that is making Jeremiah to cry in this chapter 2. Sorry about that. We see the uh, God's anger against sin in this chapter 2. And there are some words that are really touching in this uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2. That's one of that Jeremiah chapter 2 say, The Lord in his anger has covered beautiful Jerusalem with dark shadow of his anger. God in his anger. God in his anger. May we not cause God to be angry in Jesus' name. He said, God in his anger has covered beautiful Jerusalem. Let, let, let's, quickly go, let's quickly go to it. Chapter 2. How the Lord has covered daughter Zion with the cloud of his anger. With his cloud of his anger. There is an understanding that I get from this. Let's, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy because in those days while I was teaching it, I did not take us there. It makes me to, to think of that Deuteronomy 28. And I've actually been, I've been steadily watching through this uh, uh, anger of God. Deuteronomy 28 causes for disobedience from verse 15. He says here, the Lord has covered daughter Zion with the cloud of his anger. How? In that Deuteronomy 28:15, says, however, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do, do not carefully follow all his commands and decree I am giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. That is the Lord's anger. Curse. He said you will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. He said your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. That is our, our hard work. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. And the crops of your land and the cows of your herd and the lamb of your flocks will be cursed. You'll be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Remember, he said, the Lord has covered daughter Zion with the cloud of his anger. When we are covered with the anger of God, all these curses come. They come. He said, the Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting diseases, disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. Mm. Is that another scripture there from that 23? The sky over your head will be bronze. The ground will need you, iron, mm. everything. You till the ground, there is drought, there is famine, there is no rain, when everyone becomes bronze. Remember, he talks about uh, 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 the cloud itself here. 
of God's anger. He has hauled down the slander of Israel from heaven to earth. He has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. Instead of God's anger, may we have mercy. Without pity, the Lord, verse 2 of that lamentation, has swallowed up all the dwelling of Jacob. So his wrath he has turned down. In his wrath, he has turned down. The strongholds of daughters of Judah. He has brought a kingdom and his princes down to the ground in this honor. May that not be a portion. Heaven becoming bronze. Verse 24, the Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the sky until you are destroyed. That is anger of God for you. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them itself, and you will become a scene of horror to the kingdoms of the earth. When you continue to read, you begin you see all what when he says we cover beautiful Jerusalem, that is the daughter of Jerusalem, people of Jerusalem, we cover them with dark shadow of the cloud of his anger. They will not reign under the cloud of his anger. Heaven becoming bronze. Rain turns to powder and dust. So rain coming down to wet the ground. The ground is stiff. Powder and dust is what you are seeing. From the heavens until all. Until the people are destroyed. What can the anger of God cause again? Number two. Thrown down from heaven to earth. The splendor of Israel. And show no mercy. Even to his temple in the day of his anger. He has destroyed every home in Israel, referred to as every dwelling of Jacob. Every home has destroyed. That is the dwelling of Jacob that we see in that verse 2. Without mercy in his wrath, he has brought her kingdom down and her princes down to the ground, dishonoring the kingdom and its rulers. The Lord in his anger withdrew his protection. That is his right hand as the enemies attacked them. Verse 3b. He consumed the whole land of Israel like a raging fire. That verse 3c of that chapter 2. Looking through the Lord's anger. The Lord has swallowed up Israel, rejecting his altar, her places, destroyed her strongholds, multiplied mourning and lamentation for beautiful daughter Judah. Her walls and ramparts lament and waste away. That is their ruin. You can see that in that chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, and 7 to 8. He has broken down his temple as though it were merely a garden shelter <laughs> and his place of meeting. That is his presence. That you can see in that verse 6a. He made Zion forget her appointed festivals. Beautiful, beautified their temple, but ignored God. When the church, our body, is abandoned, it will no more be beautiful. It will gradually decay. It gradually decays. It's like living a house for a long time. You don't come there. Spiders and all other things will be coming in there to, to, to enjoy life. And all the table rusted because all the ants are eating up all the furniture. Everything. That's what will happen. The, 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 the church now gradually decays, 
the people of God wrought and they are deteriorated from inside because all kinds of rodents or all various kinds of animals have occupied it. And that's what happened to a sinful heart. You see the heart being destroyed. Things will begin to buy and sell. Rebellion all over. And that you can see in that chapter 2, 6b, chapter 2, 7, and chapter 1, 4, and chapter 4, 16. Sephaniah 3, 18 also talks about this. When the anger of God comes upon his people, the whole body of Christ, that is the church, is destroyed because the Lord has rejected his altar, that is the heart of the people, and abandoned his sanctuary. Haggai's sunk into the ground. That's broken and destroyed. Our kings and princes exiled among the nations when God is angry. All protection will be taken away. The law is no more. <laughs> Instead of Lord, Lord have mercy. Chapter 2, 79. He says, you see that the law is no more and our prophets no longer find vision from the Lord. That is the word of God does not excel anymore. The Bible says that let the word of God dwell richly in us. It is when the word of God dwells richly in us that we can have the peace of God. According to that, uh, Colossians 3, 16-17. For during this time of God's anger, the word of God is no more. Even the festival, nobody, they can't go to church anymore in the midst of God's anger. The Lord has blotted out, blotted no. out all memory of the uh, holy festivals and Sabbath days. The kings and priests fall together before his fierce anger. Chapter 2, verse 8, the Lord was determined to destroy the walls of beautiful Jerusalem. He made careful plans for their destruction. Then did what he had planned. Therefore, the ramparts and the walls have fallen down before him. They will not be disgraced before God. Mm -hmm. Type of disgrace when the walls are falling. Ah, the type of disgrace because no no more protection. Therefore, in that two eighteen to twenty two, the prophet pleaded in prayers for godly repentance. How? So the prophet in that 18 to 22, you can mark it down, then you go and read it afterwards. By instructing to let their heart cry out to the Lord and let their tears flow like a river day and night. That is what the prophet was preparing them. Give themselves no, no relief and their eyes no rest. They must cry. That is why we are crying today. COVID-19 has come. We have to cry. Amen. Why did God allow COVID-19? But thank God for that book of Psalm 91 that our brother Eric referred to. He will send his angels concerning us. As long as we are under his wings, under the shelter of the Most High. And that Isaiah 62 crowns it off. We will cry out. Our tears will flow like a river. Day and night, we must not give God rest until we see a lot of people are arrested with this COVID-19. People are not following the rules. They're not following the instruction anymore. Cover your nose, wash your hands, use the disinfectants and all the rest of that. People are not doing it. Pray as well. Prayer is 
is a key. People are not there, they just need title. But the prophets are pleading now for godly repentance so that all this evil that is going around us will not be too much. Fire burning in California, rain everywhere in India. All these things, we must cry to the Lord. Don't think it cannot happen here. Let us cry to the Lord. Because the sin, of, the sin that is going to happen in this nation might be more than those nations. But thank God for the prayer of the saints. Thank God that God is still holding forth his anger. Cry out, observing the watches of the night. 12 midnight. 3 a.m. 6 a.m. Thank God for Apostle William that is guiding us so that we can know what to do. Praying without ceasing. Sometimes we are tired here. Eh, we don't put fire in our bones. But there are things that can happen to a nation that will not make people to sleep. In one of the references, he said people are dry to the bone. You can count all their bones. No more flesh. But thank God for prophecy that we can speak forth and flesh will come over again. It's a good practice to cry out to the Lord in repentance for our sins. And this will really touch the heart of God since he's ready to forgive us from all our sins. There is a good news in conclusion for Jerusalem from the Lord. In the midst of our rebellious state, as long as they repent, and that is Isaiah 65, 18 to 20. He said, be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight. Hallelujah. God is creating Jerusalem to be a delight and his people a joy. Thank God for restoration in the midst of all this. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Amen. Amen. That is, sorrow and sighing will flee. Never again will there be in it an yes. infant who lives of a few days yes. or an old man who does not live out his, his years or his full lifespan, who dies at a hundred. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. Verse hmm. 23 of that Isaiah says, They will not toil in vain or bear children due to misfortune. Our children will not rebel anymore. But they will be a people blessed by the Lord. And their descendants to death. That is, that is our portion. In the name of Jesus. Instead of wrath, to God have mercy. God is good. That we can see in lamentation. Sin has consequences. That we can see in lamentation. God's love, his compassion, and faithfulness will never fail us. That takes us to chapter 3 of lamentation. I think we still have time, right? Okay, I'll, I'll just round it up with this. Pick one or two things. God's love, mercy, faithfulness, and compassion in the midst of affliction or in the midst of a confused situation. When we sin against God, He's faithful and just to forgive us our iniquities. First John chapter 189. You can see in this chapter 
the hope of restoration or hope in the Lord's faithfulness. That is what we can see in this chapter 3. We must know and bear in our hearts that God punishes sin, but there is hope when we repent and come back to goodness. Mm -hmm. God's steadfast love never ceases. And that is one of the main things that we should hold on, on to in this book of Lamentation. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. And great is the faithfulness of God. Thank God for that songwriter that, that copied from this lamentation to be able to encourage us and to go through life situations. In this chapter, Jeremiah referenced to his own experience under affliction. He used it as an example. He was sharing his experiences with the people of Judah so that they can learn from them. This, we believe, will also help the people of Judah to know and to learn how they can behave under such circumstances in order to have hope of restoration. You see, this chapter is severe and overwhelming shock of the writer, Jeremiah, who stressed on the afflictions he experienced from the Lord. Knowing fully well that Jeremiah suffered and suffering was because of his people, we can all be likened to Jesus who died for the sins of the whole world. Second Corinthians chapter 5, mm -hmm. 18 to 21, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 10. The consequence of sin is death, according to Romans 5, 12. Romans 6, 23. Ezekiel 18, 20. We can see God's grace rather than punishment. What are the outlines that we can see in this chapter? From chapter in chapter 3, 1 to 33. We can see what Jeremiah went through. Despite the present horror and the problems that Jeremiah went through, there is hope in the love and mercy of God. That we can cap for chapter 3, 1 to 33. And chapter 3, 44 to 66. Upon genuine repentance, there will be forgiveness and deliverance. So, paradventure, you find yourself sinning. When you repent, there is forgiveness. Despite the horrors, there is hope in God's love. 3, 1 to 33. Hallelujah. The while was speaking of God's judgment that has come upon, come upon the people and the nation was referring to the dark side of the Lord and the cup of wickedness he had been forced to drink. Mm. The whole situation seemed to be hopeless, but for the Lord's mercy, he was not consumed. And that has a lot to do with us as well. Jesus saw the multitude that was moved by his compassion for us. And Jeremiah said, his compassion and knew every morning mm. that same place. When we exhaust, exhaust all the all of God's love and mercy, then comes His judgment. When the people does not turn from their wicked ways, then there is judgment. Mm -hmm. In the midst of extreme distress, they might have found hope. So He gave this personal testimony in that chapter, Lamentation chapter one verse two. The people at the time also felt forsaken by the Lord. 
was referencing this to his experience that he has. So several times, the man really was down when he went through all his experiences. What are the experiences? Let's look at where the, what he went through. Let's look back. One of the reasons why Jeremiah mourns when he now sees that the people are stiff-necked, they are not listening to him. He was in a system, Jeremiah 38, he was locked up, he was pushed there in a system, a muddy system. Jeremiah 38, 6-13. Jeremiah was in prison. Jeremiah mourns when he thinks of himself being in prison, the people that he's ministering to, they send him to prison. Jeremiah mourned when he sees the precious word of God being, being destroyed. When Baruch wrote all the prophecy and everything, and he took it to the, to, 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 to the king, Joachim. The king, after the reading, they will, put it, will throw it in fire. There are many people that are burning the word of God today. Throwing it in fire. When you hear the word, it, 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 it comes on the stony heart. All the thorns now scotch, all the, put it together. It's not yielding fruit. Jeremiah mourned for this reason. And that is what is happening in the churches of God today. In the household of faith today, the word of God has been thrown into fire. Like this king. But thank God for Josiah. In the time of Josiah, that's why I said you can see. Josiah did not burn the word of God. Mm -hmm. They repented. And it caused the heart of the people to come back to God. They honored the word of God. They didn't throw it into fire. They will honor God's word so that his word will not come upon us. Lamentation chapter 3 reminds us that the faithful love of the Lord never ceases or ends. His mercies are new every morning. His compassion will never fail us. Great is God's faithfulness. That 24, thank God that our brother was able to stem on that. The Lord is our help. And let us put our trust in him. Despite all that Jeremiah went through, in his lament, he spoke of God's love and faithfulness. The Lord's love never fails and is always available. You will always have what you need to thrive or flourish or prosper. When you love others, you curse them to thrive as well. God's love is always there for us when we are fainting. Hallelujah. Jeremiah found comfort and hope in the salvation of the Lord. His heart rests in the Lord, in the comfort of the hope he has in the Lord. Indeed, great is God's faithfulness. That takes us to chapter 4. I just quickly run because I want us to go to Job when next we meet. In that chapter 4, there is a lot that was spoken. And that I can want to find. You see the impact of sin on the economy and on the life of God's people in that chapter 4. Gold was losing its, its, its value and becoming worthless. Gold, that is money. Mm -hmm. Gold value to money in this, in, 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 in this respect. And only compare, gold was comparable to clay. It become dust. 
because people had allowed their love for money to lead them into sin. Is that not what is happening today? I want to be a millionaire. Then gold in their hand will be turning to dust. We must follow what the word of God says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Love for money is the root of all evil. Is that Jeremiah chapter 4? Animals are likened to human beings. Animals, even their cows, was considered more human than human beings. While God's people, because of their heartless nature, are likened to ostriches. I love that. Careless bird, ostrich, they lay their egg, they don't incubate on it. They can use their leg to, to kick their egg and break their egg, egg, eggs into pieces. Human beings, God liking his own people because of their wickedness, because of their heartless nature. He likened them to ostriches in the desert. And I made reference to Job 39, 13 to 18, which I read to us. Referencing their careless nature. That was three. And what is that? They are careless. Many, many children are being neglected. And I asked us to note that phrase. Infant sons, chicks to the roof of his mouth. And children beg for bread. And no one gives it to them. Verse 4. That is, the children cannot have food to eat. Look at what is happening in the war affected areas. The children doesn't have nothing to eat. That dry to bones. Thank God for missionaries. Death is true. In the street, street life becomes the, the norm of the day. A lot of people scattered all over the street looking for food, carrying bowls. Even some will eat grass, if that's what they can see. Eat human beings, dead bodies. This is what anger of causing God's uh, anger to come upon a nation can bring. As many in high position now begging and sleeping on the streets, and the rich, the royals, becoming poor. Verse 5 of that chapter 4. Sodom, uh, Sodom's uh, and Gomorrah's punishment was said to be even better. Before fire, because fire came and it burnt everything into pieces. But in the case of the punishment of God's own people, it lingers on. Their punishment lingers on. Sodom's uh, punishment was swift. When you read that Genesis 19.24-25, without wasting time, everything burns all over. It was overthrown in a moment. That's what that verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 6b. But Jerusalem was left in the hand of her captors, making her destruction neither quick nor merciful. So they were suffering, silent suffering. At least when fire burns and it's gone. But this one, they continue to be under their slave master. And they were tormented. The reason why all these things were happening. Or because the, all the, the cause of all this rejection, you see it in that verse 11 to 13, 14b, and 16. The temple destroyed. God's sanctuary and the rich treasure of the city destroyed. God's dwelling place among his people destroyed. Sodom's punishment was swift without washing without wasting time. It was overthrown in a moment, 4-6, for Jerusalem was left in the hand of our captor, I said that. 
the strict religion of Nazarene, thank God for our sister that actually mentioned that, make them to take vows to abstain from wine and strong drinking and not to touch anything unclean, if the dead bodies and no risk of touching their hair. You can read that in Numbers chapter one, chapter 6, verse 1 to 8. But in this case, that strict instruction was not followed because of famine. The 410 that can be compared with chapter 2, verse 20 as well. The sight of women cooking their children because of scarcity of food. We will not get to that. This practice of cannibalism emphasizes the horror of the state. And in that chapter 5, to round it up tonight, the prayer for remembrance or prayer for restoration. And that you can see in that chapter 5, 1 to 18, the hardship and the anguish of the people. This section is viewed and seen by some as description of the terrible condition in Jerusalem after its capture. Mm -hmm. Then in that chapter 5, 19 to 22, prayer for deliverance. They now recount the compassionate state of Judah and Jerusalem after the Babylonian destruction and they now plead with the Lord to remember his people. Then we see our people suffering because of anger of God or because of what we do not know. Let us know wrong commentary. That is what I have learned here. We must pray for them. Pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Why was Jeremiah sorrowful in this uh, sorrowful poem of chapter 5? And what made him plead with God for the people of Judah and Jerusalem? You know, you see, when, when, God, when, when people begin to suffer the punishment of sin, there are terrible things that can happen to them. And that, you see, happened in this chapter 5. The man who wrote this sorrowful prayer because he now starts to see the people of God, they become homeless. <laughs> Somebody that has been living in a very beautiful big home, now they live in Carson. In those days that we go for evangelism to 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 give food and everything, some of them will tell you I'm a lecturer. I don't know why I'm here. Some of them will tell you uh, I live in a big house before, but I could not afford to pay my mortgage anymore. You know, I'm not saying that all this is caused by uh, anger of God, but maybe few carelessness and everything. They will tell you. You see people where they speak to you. Ah, uh -uh. the English is so posh. That even my own English cannot stand their English. But why? Some might be because of the anger of God. So in that Jeremiah chapter 5, he said, the, the people have become homeless, fatherless. Their inheritance has been turned over to aliens and their houses to foreigners. They have become orphans. They have become thin, homeless, neglected, and abandoned children. And their mothers are like widows. That you can see in verse 2 to 3. Drinking water has become luxury. You must note that. <laughs> you see all this water that we see that we just feel is no, uh, we just drink water anyhow. Some of us, I can't drink tap water. I don't drink tap water. <laughs> tap water becomes gold. <laughs> In the midst of God's anger, we will not get there. So Jeremiah wrote this sorrowful poem. He said, look, in that time, because of the anger of the Lord, drinking water became a luxury. 
and their wood comes at a price. You know, wood in those days, even till now, we use it to warm up. Some use it to cook. As a nation, that is firewood that they use to cook. They don't have cookers. So you can imagine, a British gas is no more. You can imagine, electric is no more, electricity is no more. You can imagine, everywhere is awful. It's only when there is light. Thank God for God's mercy. As we said, always He has created morning and evening. So, but in the evening, we can go out. We can only be under the light. Man-made lights. So, in that verse four of that chapter five, drinking water became a luxury, and their wood become at a price. Both, in one word, are expensive to buy. You cannot buy them. They bear the sins of the iniquities of their fathers. Servant rule over them. Servant now that are supposed to be serving that the ones that are riding on the horses and taking position of the feet. They were persecuted, mocked, and enslaved by the Egyptians and the Assyrians. They have no bread to satisfy them. They get bread at the risk of their life. Verse 5 to 9. That chapter five. They are hungry and hopeless due to fever, uh, 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 famine. Verse ten. Women were molested. Why is Jeremiah crying? As their enemies forced them and their virgins to have sex with them. This happened in Jerusalem and our surrounding cities in Judah. Verse eleven. This is what war can cause. Any man can just sleep with anybody. Soldiers that are asked to go, when they get in their mood, they just grab any person, they sleep with them. And that they are pregnant, they are not pregnant, it's not their business, they find their way and go. These are the things that the enemy were, these were the things that the, Jerusalem was being impoverished with. The princes were maltreated by being harmed, and their elderly were disrespected. Verse 12. It's a, it's a type of famine. When you see disobedient children, disobedient, being disobeying their parents as well, it's a type of famine. And it's a type of war. May God help us. Mm-hmm. Young men and boys subject to slave labor. The ground are the millstones uh, and stagger or fall under heavy load of wood. Verse 13. So they do hard labor, hard labor that they don't do before. See, they go out, a child that has been raised in, in luxury, everything, now looking for bread, like the prodigal son. Go and eat with pigs. The millstone is a place where women grind their corn and everything. Now it's young men that are going to do that. Under hard labor, verse 13. They put wood on their neck. May you not see this type of impoverishment. You see it on some discovery here. Either you can carry the wood or you can't carry the wood, they put it on your head by force. Sound of rejoicing ceased as young men withdraw from their music. <laughs> and the elders no longer sit at the gate. You know, the gate is a place you can sit during the time of food. That is where elders take good decisions about what is happening in the country, about what is happening in town. All pub houses that you can call the gates. Today, they, they, they are no more. 
Where people go to discuss neighborhood things and everything, no more. Sound of rejoicing peace. Elders no longer sit at the gate where they talk and deliberate on special matters as they, as they are accustomed to social function seats. You can read Deuteronomy 21, 19 to 21. Yeah, Ruth chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. When Ruth was to be spoken for, this talks about it. Curfew everywhere. The whole city is made desolate with only foxes walking about the streets. Their kings have been dethroned and they no longer have a king. Hence, they found themselves hopeless and confused that their hearts are sick and weary, and their eyes go dim with tears that they can hardly see. Verse 14 to 18. Instead of us, they don't have mercy. In the midst of all this desperate or awful situation, Jeremiah sat or caused others to recognize and end with a plea that the Lord remain the same forever. Verse 19 to 22. And he calls upon him to restore his people and renew their days as of old. Mm-hmm. Although Jeremiah could not understand why God allowed them to remain in their current situation to continue to suffer. That's verse 20. He pleaded with God to restore his people. Verse 21 to 22. And adventure we see people suffering instead of talking against them. Oh, yes, it's good. Yes, it's the one that did this. Yes, that, that, that. Let us follow uh, Jeremiah's system. Let us follow Jeremiah's discipline to pray for God's own people. You know, sometimes when God is even chastising his people, he doesn't doesn't want you to laugh. Look at what happened to them with the Babylonians. And that's towards the end of Jeremiah. God promised us through his word that everything will work together for our good and will never leave us nor forsake us. Romans 8, 28 and Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13 and verse 5. And in, in, in conclusion, Lamentation chapter 3, 22 applies. Affirm the unchangeable nature of God. God is ever willing. We God have concluded with when we finish. When we are willing to change for good. Note this key word. Is ever willing when we are willing to change for good. When we do not continue to sin and expecting grace to abound, God is always willing when you are willing. Because we are willing and obedient to be the best of the land. God is always willing when we are willing to change. Say to rebellious children, God is always willing when they are willing to change. So to a rebellious person, God is always willing. Say to a rebellious nation, God is always willing when we are willing to change. And I crown it with uh, the book of uh, Psalm 144, verse 12, 15. What Jeremiah was doing, weeping and everything in that verse 1 of Psalm 144, said, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. When you begin to read that psalm, he said, He's my teacher, he's my instructor, he's my this. He continued to read it, he continued to read it, and when he now gets to verse 12, he says, Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants. 
When you are willing to change, God can make you to that wellness of life. And our daughters, like pillars, castle, adorn their palaces. When you are willing to change as a good wife, as a good mother, you become that daughter that is called to adorn your homes, that is called to adorn your church. Amen. He says our bond will be filled with every kind of provision. When you are willing to change, there is no more destruction. God will be blessing you. God's blessing will be coming to and fro on every area. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our field. Whatever you lay your hands on, you begin to prosper. The church is growing. Things are happening. Even you are growing physically, spiritually. He said our oxen will draw heavy loads. Even at that time, we have more work to do. Look at what is happening in this COVID time. We have more work to do. Our oxen, that is the leadership of the church, we have more work to do. Any leader that is sitting down in this time of COVID that is not pushing forward, you'll be left behind. He said the oxen now become the ministers, the pastors, the prophets that have been going through times and situations. You have more load to carry. Say so there will be no bridging of walls. Then that everything will be done properly. No going into captivity. We don't see our children on the streets anymore. Credit card fraud will be decreasing because we are doing our work accordingly as God is instructing. No cry of distress on our streets. All these guns, putting shows with uh, knees on people's neck and everything that we are hearing. We will stop on our streets. And the captive will say, blessed are the people of whom this is true. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. I rest my case on the book of Lamentation. We will not lament. As long as we are willing, God is willing. In Jesus' name. I hand over to Apostle William. Well, you have had um, a lot in the book of Lamentation, references to Jeremiah, Exodus, uh, Deuteronomy. And we're going to pray now the last, the, the prayer of Jeremiah at the end of Lamentation. It says, Restore us to yourself, O God, that we may turn, we may return, renew our days as of old. You know, in our, in our television today uh, in England, they flashed the news uh, of some students, university students, girls, mm -hmm. who had to turn to prostitution mm -hmm. because of the, um, the effect of this lockdown. Because they didn't have money, they didn't, or the place where they were working was shut down. They turned to prostitution. And the, one, the very lady that they took for, for um, the main she was weeping. She was crying that she doesn't really want to do this. Mm. And she doesn't want anyone to go through the pain that she's gone through. Mm. However, she set up a website to, you know, continue to pray the, 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 the business. We're going to pray. First of all, let us pray that God will forgive our land. Let us pray against the power of COVID. But says, if, any, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. We're going to pray and say, Lord, we... Humble ourselves before you, we ask for mercy upon our country. Restore us, the church, your people. Restore us to yourself. Turn us back to, to you and renew our old days 
and heal our lives. Shall we just begin to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the church first, that you will restore us to yourself. Restore your church, O God, in every nation to yourself. The Bible says you are the God who is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty go unpunished. Let us ask the Lord, have compassion on us. Have compassion on your people. Father, because you are slow to anger, Lord, restore back your feeling love to your people. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive wickedness in our land. Forgive wickedness in the church. Forgive every form of rebellion in the church. Let us ask the Lord and restore, restore us to yourself. Restore your people to yourself, O God. Restore your people to yourself, Lord. Enable your people and our nation to turn to you. Enable our land to turn to you, Father, with all these punishments that we're going through. Let us ask God, turn the heart of men to you. Turn the heart of mortal men to you. Oh, Sovereign Lord, and restore your church back. Restore our heart back. Renew our days like of old. Renew our days like of old. Father, restore the glory of our nation. Restore the glory of the church. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Mandra Basikapa. Lord, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. We pray thee, oh God. Father, in Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want us to pray one more time. In that Jeremiah 5, Lamentation 5, it says in verse 13, Young men toil at the millstone, boys stagger under load of wood. Mm. It's talking about joblessness. Mm. People who are highly qualified are doing filthy jobs. Mm. Then it says, mm. verse 15, Joy is gone from my heart, and dancing mm. have turned to money. And then 16 says, The crown has fallen from my head. May that not happen to us. Mm. It came to my notice that in England right now, if you look at some of the foods that you have been buying, the greed has been reduced. And I can tell you that personally, that uh, the um, honey that you buy, if you check it, the honey that you have been buying since the lockdown, after lockdown, the, the, the taste of it has changed completely. That is, if you use one teaspoon formally to, uh, to, to reach a particular sweetness, you need two and half now. And I'm telling you that from biker experience. I was called from uh, Nigeria today. A group of, um, uh, you know, uh, producers gathered themselves, that those who produce bread, that the, not the, 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 the price of flour had tripled within the lockdown. But they are still selling the bread at the same price they are selling it. So they have to decide that everyone who produces bread should reduce their mold. So that the bread that, you know, you were having before at a particular price, they will reduce it to about by uh, one third or, or so for the same price. That's saying they're increasing the value of the, of, the, of, the, of the food. And you have things all over the world right now because of this COVID-19. And you have been hearing the news that in France, in, in Belgium, in Germany, other countries, Italy, 
It's the second week they call it. And now today our prime minister have come out to tell us that what they are seeing in statistics is not good. So they have to, they, are, they are afraid of second wave. And then they have to restore back their stringent laws. Now we're going to pray for our nation. We're going to pray that Lord will stretch his hands upon the nations of the earth. Wherever you are, whichever country you come from, you pray. Lord, stretch your hands over the nations of the earth. Destroy the powers of COVID. Release your fire into the atmosphere. And destroy all these diseases that has plagued the world. Lift up your voice and let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray thee. Lord, we ask you, O God, that you send your mercy and stretch your hands out to the world. According to Isaiah 14, 26, it says he is the outstretched arm of the Lord. The Lord has stretched out his hand, who will turn it back. Stretch out your hand into our nation. Send your fire into the atmosphere. Destroy every disease. Destroy every COVID disease in the name of Jesus. Lord, release your fire. When people breathe in, let it destroy all the symptoms of COVID in them. Father, we pray. Let us ask God, restore the land, O God. Restore the land, O God. Withdraw your, your anger. In the name of Jesus, bring forth your healing. Bring forth your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. And the last prayer we are going to pray is Psalm 85 verse 8. It says, I will listen to what God, the Lord will say. He promises peace. To his people, he said, but let not let them not restore, return to folly. You know the prayer we're going to pray there, I, uh, Psalm 95, 8. Help me to listen to your voice. That's the first prayer. Give me your peace. Send your peace to my life, to my house, to my family in this time. And Lord, help me not to turn to folly. Help me not to return to food. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Help me, Lord, to hear your voice. Help me, Lord. He said, I will listen. Help me to listen to what you are telling me. Help my family to listen to what you are telling me. Help my children to listen to what you are telling them. Tell the Lord. Pray in the name of Jesus. Open our ears to hear you. Help us to hear your direction. You have promised peace. Send your peace into every life. Send your peace into every home. Send your peace into every family. In the name of Jesus. Send your peace into every church. Do not let us return to folly. Instruct our heart with wisdom. Help me not to turn back from you. Help me not to look away from you. The Bible says, Woe to him who has confidence in the flesh. Help us, O God, not to return back to fully. In the name of Jesus, protect us from the deception of Satan in these last days. That your name may be glorified. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you for this hour. And we bless your name for all you have been teaching us. Amen. When we look at Deuteronomy 28 from verse 15. Amazing. Some of the things that you said would be a curse happened to some Christians. It shouldn't be if there was no breach. 
Lord, we pray for your church tonight. Amen. Forgive the sins of your church. Amen. Father, have mercy on your church. Amen. Lord, some of us need renewal in our mindset. Amen. Help us, O oh God, not to be influenced by people who are liars. Amen. Help us not to be influenced by people who are deceivers. Amen. That is what happened to Israel in the time of Jeremiah, that God punished them so terribly. Amen. Father, we ask you, help, O oh God, seal our mind off from the deception of these last days, so that we will only obey your will. Amen. We will never run, we never walk in things that will bring curse upon our life. Amen. Father, we pray for mercy. I pray for everyone that is having their birthdays today. We thank you for the days that they were born. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we pray that the covenants you have made with the righteous be fulfilled over them. Amen. We pray thee, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you open the floodgates unto every one of us. Mm -hmm. Father, you will remember your covenant concerning these people and grant them resources mm -hmm. and restore all the years the locals have eaten. Mm -hmm. Whatever be the, the, the desires of all those who are having their birthdays today, Lord, we ask that you will grant the desires. Amen. We ask you that you will take them from where they are to where they ought to be. Amen. Fulfill your covenant of longevity with them. Amen. Heal their bodies if they are sick. Whatever Amen. is in their life that the enemy has placed to hinder, we, we, we decree them to be taken away in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Father, may you give them more glorious years to come. And I pray for everyone under my voice that is sick. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, I shall be known that we sing Zion and yep. Because yep. you are part of the children of Zion, so sickness I cause in your body to die. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let every pain depart right Amen. now. Let every infirmity depart right Amen. now. Glory of God descend upon everybody. Amen. Glory of God descend upon everybody. Amen. Throw your parables you can't tie it. Let your presence be sent upon every house. Amen. Every evil spirit sent to disturb families, Amen. to disturb marriages. Amen. Send your fire and destroy them. Amen. Every evil spirit to, to stir up uh, uh, strife within families, division within families. Send your fire and destroy Amen. them. In the name of Jesus. Everyone Amen. under spell, I destroy the power of spell over them. Amen. I destroy the witchcraft by which the spell was committed, was pronounced. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. I neutralize the influence of the devil, every satanic manipulation of hell. I come against them by the blood of Jesus Christ. I release the fire of God from heaven to destroy all the powers of the enemy. Amen. That your name be glorified, O oh God. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Stretch your hands before the Lord and let me bless you. I say unto you in the name of the Lord, Amen. the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May the Lord send help for you to you from his sanctuary. Amen. May he grant you support from Zion. Amen. May the Lord remember all your sacrifice and accept your burnt offering. Amen. May he give you the desires of your heart Amen. and make all your plans succeed. Amen. We will all shout for joy. When you are victorious. And we lift up the banner of the name of our God. Amen. May the God of Abraham. Who made covenant with him in Bethel. And who confirmed it by an oath to Isaac. Mm. 
And Lord appeared again to Jacob and brought him back to Bethel and fulfilled it as eternal covenant. Mm -hmm. May he bless you. May he look at all the requests of your heart. And may he grant your request. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen Amen and amen. And happy birthday to to all of you who are having your birthday today. Because uh, Pastor said that you are many. I will put ninth of... uh, uh, September, you know, into my remembrance because we have many of you night of September. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you all. May the Lord strengthen you all. Those of you watching on the YouTube and on free conference call, may the Lord be with you. Um, I'll be going off live streaming now. Lost, but remember to, uh, you know, click thumb up if you are watching us on uh, the YouTube. God bless you.